Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yes. And this week, we are talking about some newbies to the top. I am going to be talking about the two guys at Magashira 15. That's Tohakuryu and Chura Naomi. And I'm going to be talking about Roga. And then there's some other guy. Yeah, named... there's another guy that we'll, we'll get to next week. <laughs> I think it's Kishinawaka, but whatever. We'll get to him soon enough. Yeah. But before we get too far into this venture, I want to say thank you. Thank you to the men who emailed in to tell me, <laughs> yes, this is in fact where your balls go when you wear a mawashi. They're I'm... cupped in there. They're, it's, okay. They don't go backwards. They're cupped <laughs> in there and they're pulled right in towards your body. So they just don't go anywhere. Right. They're just held in like little nugs. Yes. Yes. Nuggets. Yeah. So we were correct in our thinking, but it's it's always nice. It's always nice to be assured by people who actually have those bits. And I promise no more discussion about nuts this week. <laughs> well, for right now, we say that, but yeah. it's, anything can happen in an episode of Sumo Kaboom. True enough. Also, thank you for anyone who has donated to us lately. We really appreciate it. You have no idea how helpful it is. We are not spending it on anything scandalous or illicit. <laughs> Actually, what we do is a little happy dance that we'll have to just record at some point. That's Whenever right. people donate, we do a little right. happy dance. It goes towards like website costs and shipping things and buying prizes and things like that. So thank you very much. Are you ready for a news flash? Well, everyone, Ichi Nojo has spoken. He will be having a haircutting ceremony at a hotel on February 11th, 2024. Uh, which seems like a million years from now, but it's actually just a few months away. Um, he also said he does not believe his master will come. And so this obviously is not being able, is not being held at the Coco Geekon. But um, there was a phone interview done with his master, uh, Minato Oyakata, and he basically said, the only way to know about the current situation was through each other's lawyers. <laughs> So that was the first time his oyakata had heard about the haircutting ceremony. And uh, I so I think it's still a little tense there. Yeah. I think there's maybe some bad blood in maybe. between the two. And the oyakata just... was like, if I don't hear anything, I guess I won't go. Yeah. <laughs> so Not leaving on the best terms. No. No, he's not. Um, but we still love him. Okay, so here's another bit of weird news and like kind of crazy sad, but like kind of makes me angry news. Naruto staple, you know, Koto Oshu, that big, tall, like uh, big, tall Ozeki of years ago. And he's like the only guy out there from like Bulgaria or wherever he's from. I can't remember. It's like we Bulgaria. have his Tagata upstairs. So we yes. do. Yes, we do. Oh, wow. Yes, we do. Oh, I should know more about him. But anyway, <laughs> I know he's like the tall, skinny guy. But anyway, he has had like a massive fleeing of wrestlers from his stable. What massive a fling? Fleeing. Oh, flee. Like fleeing. they left. Mass exodus. Got, okay, got it. Since <laughs> it was like the flings. summer. No, he's, they've have, they have a flea infestation. And this is news. <laughs> uh, no, a fleeing uh, of wrestlers since the summer, like in quick succession. And so. They've quit or they've run yes. away? Yes, quit. And uh, one of the most recent guys that quit 
had something to say. And he went to the um, news or when he was questioned about it. His name is Anzai. I think he's the last guy who left. But there's like three guys this summer and there's like two other guys who just left. And he said that at the stable, his name is Oshoma. Anyway, he's a jury wrestler and he's high ranked. He's from Mongolia and he's kind of been the bully of the stable. And these other guys have complained about him and he's Sekitori. So he kind of gets like, he kind of gets a free pass to do anything. And Naruto Oyakata has not been able to tamp down on his abusive behavior. Some of these things mentioned by Anzai specifically said, I had surgery on my elbow. And then the next day at practice or as he's healing, the Sekitori who he was sparring with, like purposefully targeted his like arm. He also mentioned that he stepped on people and broken their sternum. I mean, like some truly awful stuff. And so that's why there's been this mass exodus from Naruto, which we see their videos and everything looks happy. Everybody has a birthday cake, but it's like an irregular amount of guys that have left. I think uh, Noro Kuyama left in August. Three Makushita guys, Sakurai and Anzai left in August. And then there's, I think, two more other guys who've left since. So they are just fed up with the current situation at the stable. And this high rank Sekitori was able, able to kind of overstep the bounds of his authority, who was his Oyakata. So I think we'll hear more about this mm. as it gets, because I'm sure that's punishable by the JSA. Well, it's just not the kind of news we ever want to hear. I know. I know. But the good thing about it is that these guys are talking about it, you know? And they're talking to the press, I'm guessing, because they've guessing. tried the JSA. They've I'm... called the, the the red phone. They've called the hotline. <laughs> and they said, there is a bully at our stable. Please do something about it. Right. Because the JSA is supposed to do something about right. that. But the, I think there's probably this fine line of what's acceptable and what's not. And so who knows? Well, who's picking up that phone on the other end at the JSA? Let's hope. They're it's, hearing. Let's hope it's like Ikioi. Let's hope it's nice people going, no, no, no. I just retired saying I want to stop this type of thing. I know. So let's hope we hear a little bit more about that. Let's get clear on what exactly happened and see if there's punishment that is to follow. I think it was Kaisei said, I want to be the guy that people can talk to. Oh, well, let's hope Find they go Kaisei. and talk to Kaisei. Yeah. Because he seems like a sweet guy. Yep. He get to the bottom of it. Okay, so this is some sad news. Um, Gosh, I know, it's but going from bad I, to worse. I know, but former Ozeki Asashio, who was a former Oyakata of Takasago Stable, he passed away this week from cancer of the small intestine. He was only sixty-seven years old. You can tell, like the news when I was looking at it was all about him because apparently he was a joyful spirit. He was very fierce when he was fighting and in public, but behind closed doors, he was kind of known as just like a jolly. I mean as jolly as an oyakata can be, but like um, a happy spirit. He raised up Asashoryu and Asanoyama. So he just retired two years ago. And I imagine, I think they said he was diagnosed like last year. So there will be a funeral and there will be a farewell party. So everyone seems to be feeling this loss. And you would recognize him, you know, from pictures like when Asanoyama got the promotion to Ozeki and all of that happening. That was the Oyakata that was sitting next to him in all the pictures. So I think it, it's felt really hard in the community right now. So we'll hear more, hopefully in tribute to this great man who raised up some incredible wrestlers. And then maybe lastly, speaking of Asanoyama, he has torn his left calf muscle, but he still intends on participating 
in Kyushu. So he injured it during the tour and he says he cannot even walk right now, but he's limping, but he's working out his upper body. Yeah. And he's... (laughs) M1, if I'm remembering I think correctly. So, yeah. M1 or He's M2, not yeah. quite in Sanyaku. No. Okay. So we want him to do well, but that doesn't bode well for <laughs> the upcoming tournament. Wow. But that's kind of all the news I have, which kind of is no, sort it's of. Not. Wait, what else? Bingo! Oh, bingo! Yes! Bingo! We have bingo cards that are coming out. We will be sending our newsletter that Laurie puts out so beautifully, and that will have a link to our bingo cards. So the same rules apply. Make sure this time, just like all the other times, take a picture of your clearly marked bingo. And if you want to be a real sweetheart, put the list of who your wrestlers are because sometimes it's like hunting and pecking when y'all send just a picture and we have no idea where your bingo is after you get a hundred of these bingos your eyes go crazy they really do they start to cross do us a favor and clearly mark it or let us know who your bingo guys are and we will either let you know if you won the big bingo first prize or you're in our second place lotto and the prizes this time are leslie's jam that's right and a new 2024 sumo calendar and who knows there might be more things we'll see i know you never know the fun of it is really watching the sumo and learning the names of the new people that are showing up and figuring out who you're cheering for to win or lose based on your bingo card so if you've never played before, go to sumokaboom.com. All the info is there. So make sure you get your card. And the tournament starts this weekend. So yeah. everybody get your pens and pencils ready because it's bingo time. Are you ready to jump into our highlight portion for our new wrestlers? Yes. Shall I begin? Well, his name is Roga, and his Shikona, I believe, means wolf excellence. Ooh. No, not excellent. No, I, I lied. I lied. Wolf, Dang. wolf elegance. Just as oh, good. I like, no, I liked wolf excellence well, better. Wolf is a definite. The elegance is like a translation where I'm like, I'm not sure if that's right. So you, let's make it wolf excellence or wolf elegance, whatever did, you want. How did wolf, Shino Fuji not take that name? Wolf elegance. Well, what was he? He was the wolf. He was just, he was just the, wolf. the wolf. The original, the OG wolf. Yeah. This guy is new to the top division. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah. And he's sitting where? M16. M16. Great. Yes. Yes. I was going to get there, but it's good to do it up top. Sometimes I get ahead of myself. Now, I have been watching every episode of Sumo Food, which highlights the Futogoyama stable, which is where this guy is from. So they don't feature him so much, but they definitely feature his mouth when he's eating. So I feel like I don't know much about this wrestler, but I definitely know his ramen approach. Okay. It, and there's lots of slurping. If you're a slurping sensitive, do not watch these episodes on YouTube. Okay, question though. Mm-hmm. We've had some people ask where they can find this channel. So can you give me a link to this channel and I'll put it in our show notes? Yeah, just Google Sumo Food. We'll, we'll post the link. And it doesn't always look like it's a daily ha- highlight of wrestlers' lives. It looks kind of like the the title will be like, Pork hormone and beef tongue fried and ramen day. It's not a cooking show. It's just like 
the day in the lives of these wrestlers. And, and that's this... just what they happen to be having for lunch. Okay. And this is the premier sumo slurper of the stable, or at least no, the top ranked sumo no, slurper? No, no, They They all, you can't even compare them. It's nuts. Like when they're all slurping, it's... <laughs> It's a disturbing of how yet fascinating. Okay. The episode I watched recently that was actually really hard to watch was the food training one where they have to eat like 12 bowls of carbohydrate. They call them carbohydrate noodles, which are just ramen noodles. And they are shoving them in their mouths to a grotesque amount to fatten themselves up, basically. But I think Roga's focused on, I mean, he's definitely on camera. You see him slurping. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk more about who he is as opposed to what he eats. Okay. He was born in 1999. He was born to a mother who is Tuvan, and I'll explain what that is, and slash Russian. So they are an ethnic indigenous people of Siberia, who live in Russia, Mongolia, and China. Okay, so that's his mom. Now, his dad is Buryat, which is a Mongolian ethnic group native to southeastern Siberia, and they speak this Buryat language. Not Borat. Not Borat, but B-U-R-Y-A-T. They are of two of the largest indigenous groups in Siberia. So Siberian. Yes. Like, it's on the border of Mongolia and Russia. Yeah. So he's not one of these big city Ulaanbaatar kids, right? Right. So he's out there. I just think of extreme cold when I think yeah, of Siberia. Harsh conditions, yeah. right? Are they a nomadic people? Like, I imagine, but I didn't get too deep into that because okay. I was like, I only got so many hours in the day. Okay. Some other time I'll go down the rabbit hole of, of exactly who these indigenous people are. But two indigenous lovely people in Mongolia and Russia the across across the <laughs> frozen across. stream <laughs> fall in love well i don't know if they fall in love they, but they they had a son his nationality is he's actually chosen it to be russian and there has been some confusion because in the very beginning i think the jsa says said he is from mongolia but he's like no i am russian oh okay? interesting um he is from kizil K-Y-Z-Y-L, Kizil Tuva, which is in Russia and borders Mongolia. He is currently their top dog in that stable. Um, he's the highest ranking. And I want to say, I think he's the very first Sekitori from that stable, which was established in 2018 under this Oyakata. Okay. So he is um, a big guy. He's 6'5". He's like 331. And he is, like I said, currently ranked at M16. His real name is, here we go, Amar Tuvshin Amar Sana. Just <laughs> spoken like a native Mongolian. Okay, but he grew up. <laughs> no. These are the sections that we need to video at some point. It's I mean, it sounds like I just called names. him a contusion, but Amar Tuvshin, no, that, that, that's not right. Amar Tuvshin. Amar Tuvshin. Amarsana. Amarsana. Or yeah. something-ish. But I don't know if that's first yeah. name, last name. I don't know if that's or reversed. Or last name, first name. His first name might be Amarsana. A. Who knows? Okay. But anyway, yada, yada, yada. He grew up doing judo and sambo and other wrestling. And at the age of 14, this is maybe where the confusion comes. He went to live with his father in Mongolia. So they didn't say father and mother. So I was like, maybe they fell in love on the plains and then they parted ways. And she stayed in Russia. Who knows? She's... But he's back in Mongolia, and he went to go live with his father. With his dad his in dad Mongolia. His dad in Mongolia, okay. right? So it was there, though, when he was in junior high, that he went to the Hakaho Cup. 
in junior in high. junior high. And he did so well, like eighth place or something. Hakaho himself said, you know what, kid? You ought to move to Japan and start sumo in high school. So he is a product of mm-hmm. the Hakaho effect. Yes. <gasps> I love it. Okay, so don't you know this kid was already nine feet tall you know in it. middle school? Yeah. 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 And so guess where he ended up going? (gasps) Sweet Tatori High. Nice. And we still need to make that t-shirt. I know. Sweet Tatori High. Although I don't know if anyone else would get it, but (laughs) I would. He became a high school Yokozuna, beating out another foreign kid. Who do you think that kid is? Beating out another Another foreign foreign Yokozuna? From Mongolia. Uh, Terada Fuji? Nope. For sure you. Oh. And he became the first foreign-born high school Yokozuna. Oh, that's so, right. Okay. He still has a like big time rivalry with Hoshoryu. So, Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was mentioned. He's pictured with him. He came up kind of at the same time. They both, you know, have the Mongolian connection. We're in high school yeah, yeah, in yeah. Japan as Mongolians. Okay. We so, probably will not see them wrestle this time unless he, he does just really, well. really does well. Right. And, like just shoots off with a 13 and no record. Then maybe we might. Then maybe. But he said himself he wishes to close the gap distance between he and Hoshoryu in rankings. Okay. So he's coming for Hoshoryu. He's coming I think for that's... some good Hoshoryu meat. Yeah. Yeah. But currently he is Prince of the Palace at Fotogoyama, and um, he's doing very well. Sorry, I had a little brain fart there. Um, when he joined ProSumo back in, I guess, 2018, he had a perfect record and won the Jonokuchi tournament. Okay. And then he went on, got bumped up to Jonidon, got another seven perfect wins, and won that tournament. And guess who he beat in that tournament, who was on his way back up after falling down due to injury. Terunofuji. Exactly. You remember when we were like, these poor kids who have to fight Terunofuji? Yep. He on was his one way- of those poor and kids. And he beat him. Well, I believe so, that back then because Terunofuji was very injured. So Right. He's going to hold that in his back pocket. Well, yeah. Right. Be like, I, I mean, beat him. I beat him, y'all. I beat him. It was like four... Four things back, but I beat him like That's five right. years ago. He could ago. always say that. So once he, though, he he got up to Makushita, he kind of hung out, though, for like three years, something like that. And then he was bumped up to Jurio, and then exactly one year from his Jurio promotion, he has made it to Makuchi. Oh, so he went through pretty quickly in Jurio. Yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. five years total, really. Wait, in Jurio? No. One year. Jurio one year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's a smaller division than Makushita. Makushita yeah, yeah, yeah. took him a while. But he had an injury in Makushita, and I didn't get down to what exactly that was. Okay. Like, overall, if you look at his record, the last 10 or 11 tournaments, he's had winning records. He's always had a Kachikoshi. He had a year where he had, like, some two fives and stuff, and I was like, I think that's the injury. Okay. And one tournament maybe was out. I can't remember. But he, he definitely had an injury. He's back. He's healthy. But he um, is a grappler. and he's from Mongolia. He does right. my favorite style of sumo. Yes, it's I love full it. body. I love it. And I love it. big. So this, for oh, me, is going to be excited now. really exciting to watch him versus Hokuseiho, who's 6'7". Yep. Who's like not an American kid. He's a Japanese kid. <laughs> really, can, I mean, he's Mongolian. You're allowed to I'm claim allowed him. I'm allowed to claim him. He's Mongolian, but like he came up kind of in Japan. And I don't think he has this kind of background in sambo. He didn't grow and grow up. Mon- Mongolian wrestling. 
Well, he did. I was about to say, he, he did. didn't meet Hakaho when he was ill. And then I was he like, did. yes, yeah, he, he did. actually he did. did. He has he that did. same story. He did. But I, I sense like it's going to be kind of an interesting thing to watch these two enormous Mongolian guys go up because I feel like this guy might be more refined or maybe just more dirty in his approach. He can do anything. He wins by most of the time Yorikiri and um, Oshidashi, but he also loves a Nuwatanage <gasps> and he loves a throw. <gasps> So can you imagine a 6'5 guy loving a throw? Like, oh, yes. And oh. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. He has a hairy chest, just yes, in case that you need is, to know. That is what I've noticed. Who he is. He's that, 24, yeah. and he's got a hairy chest, and I think he's going to shake up the joint. This is why I think you picked him to research, is because of that I hairy chest. I do love a hairy chest. You really love a hairy chest in I do. sumo. I don't know yeah. about you personally, but in sumo, you tend to really like the hairy chest. I like the hairy, hairy guys. Back. I don't know. Now, one other thing you should know about him and his background. I think his father was considered like the Yokozuna of whatever that wrestling was. It wasn't Bok because it's oh, not it it's not Bok. It's like the Russian version of that. And so his oh, it was his grandfather. Get this, his grandfather stood six foot seven. Wow. And oh, and the type of wrestling is Big called voice. Tuvan wrestling or Kuresh, which is a similar sport to Mongolian wrestling. Okay. So yeah, that's where he gets it. <laughs> his size. Interesting. And his wrestling kind of pedigree. He was invited. I don't know if he's invited or crashed the joint. I don't know how it works. They had a Seki Tori training session back in October, okay. which is basically just for Makuchi guys. He wrestled in that with the big dogs. And the word on the street was this kid who is in Jurio right now looks better than a lot of these uh, like Makuchi guys. Yeah. And everyone was like, uh, this guy's good. So he has said about himself getting to uh, Makauchi. He said, I'm really happy. Um, before he was injured, um, but he wrestled well with his teacher. He tried to be successful in this basho. Um, and he always wants to support the people who are supporting him and helping him. He's training well. He's gaining confidence. And the goal for now is to achieve 50% success and be promoted to the highest level. So he's just aiming, I think, to get that kachikoshi, mm-hmm. take it nice and slow. I think that's um, a good way to approach it. Yeah. But he also mentions like he wants, he's coming for a horshoryu and oho for some reason. <laughs> so coming for um, <laughs> he intends to catch up very, very soon. And he does like watching him. He does have an air of not arrogance. He definitely has an air of something though. Uh, like it's not regal, but watching him maybe it's the way the he's, other guys uh, in the stable treat him well he's but he very is... swarthy looking yeah he's muscular on top and he's it's the hair it's like there's something about him that's maybe it's the elegance he has that wolf elegance elegance wolf ow, ow, ow. yes oh and i found the link the link, link is for uh youtube for the, the sumo food. Yeah, Great. it's like at Futugayama-sumo food. Yes. So you can search for it there and watch all of Roga slurping, slurping, slurping away. All you want. Yeah. And uh, that is about all I've got for Roga. Okay. And my section here about Tohakuryu and uh, Churanaumi is going to be real short and sweet and to the point. Because, <laughs> to be honest... <laughs> We lost this audio 
and I had to re-record it alone. So it's not nearly as entertaining as it was You're with very the both entertaining. of us the first time. You're entertaining as uh, as yourself. But yeah, yeah. yeah, when you don't have a partner to bounce it off of, it may not quite read the same, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's okay. It's just a little drier. Still just as good. Yes. Here you go. <laughs> Ten minutes on these two guys. <laughs> okay, the two guys I looked up are sitting at Migashira 15. On the east side, we have Tohakuryu, and on the west side, we have Achura no Umi. There's not a whole lot on these guys, so this is going to be kind of short. But to give you the overview before I get into specifics about each one, both of these guys are from the college sumo world. They're both from Japan, and it's the story of they have done sumo all their lives since elementary school, and they've done pretty well but not super, super, super well. So they're not coming in like way ahead of everybody else, right? But they're really, really good, okay? So the first guy, Tohakuryu, born April of 1996. Both of these guys are also pusher thrusters. Like so many of these guys that are new to the top division, that's usually how they start out as pusher thrusters. Not all of them, but most of them. This guy trains with Azumaru. And I will mention there's, you know, if you want to go higher in these ranks, there's real importance to training with higher ranked guys. Hopefully they're in your heias. You can all go up together. But this kid, Tohakuryu from Tokyo, he's a city kid. He is 5'10" and 289 pounds. And he debuted in Pro Sumo in May of 2019. One and a half years later, he debuted in Jurio. He started sumo wrestling in the fourth grade in elementary school. And he was really great all the way through, really good in high school, but he didn't want to go into Pro Sumo right after high school, wanted to go to college first. And he says it's because in Pro Sumo, it's pretty much every man for himself. But in college sumo, you are trying to win for your team. It's team sumo sports. It's not just individual. And he really liked that team atmosphere and wanted to continue it through college. Once he graduated from college and he went on the job hunt for a while, maybe didn't find his perfect spot, and maybe also because he saw how well Takakesho did, who is the same age as him and who he has wrestled since elementary school, maybe because he saw how well Mitakeumi and Waka Takakage did, who are just a little bit older than him at his university, went to the same school, he decided after a while that he was going to go into pro sumo. But like I said before, he did really well in college. His team did great. He won the individual division of the 97th All Japan Student Sumo Championship. I mean, it is a big deal. It sounds like a big deal. It is a big deal. While he was in college, he was invited to a party at the Tamanoi Stable. Um, and so after he graduated and spent a little time looking for jobs, didn't really find the right fit, he was like, you know what? why don't I go pro with a thing that I was pretty good at? Sumo. So he decided to join the Tamanoi stable as a wrestler. So he made his debut in the fourth highest division, Sandamne, which he won his first time out with a perfect 7-0. He got his Yusho in that first tournament. Um, And then he just kept winning. He got one Makikoshi, and, but just 
generally kept rising in the ranks, had to sit out the September 2020 tournament after a COVID-19 outbreak in his stable, which was honestly kind of a bummer, but he returned November of 2020 to earn his promotion to the Jurio division with a 4-3 record at Makushta. And that's kind of been usually what his records are, kind of like 4-3 or 8-7, just like just just getting the kachikoshi, right? So sumo, his sumo's been okay, but not stellar. Especially at, you know, his last uh, six tournaments where he's been sort of at the top of Juro. He, he's done well. He's done well. He was Juro 4, Juro 1, Juro 2, Juro 4, Juro 4. But now he popped up to Maegashura 15. So he considers himself a slender, smaller wrestler. So he knows that he needs to put more effort into building his physique. That's what he says. Need to build my physique. But safe to say he's been doing sumo all of his life. He's been hanging with a crowd of sumo wrestlers that are doing really well and can certainly hold his own. So that's who Tohakuryu is. Now, on to Chura Noumi. Who is the other guy sitting at Maegashira 15? Oh, one other thing to say about Tohakuryu. If you're looking him up online, he used to be known by Shiraishi. Shiraishi. Um, so there's a little bit online when he used to have that ring name. But ever since he popped up into Jurio, he's been Tohakuryu. And he, you know, he looks like, well, he says of himself, he says he really likes to watch movies and anime on YouTube and Netflix. He likes manga, so he's a story guy. He likes stories. And he, he looks like, I mean, he just, when I look at him, I'm like, that does look like a guy who likes to watch movies. That's what he looks like. He has had an elbow injury, some hand injuries, and probably some other injuries since he's been doing sumo as long as he has been. But that's just a little bit about him. Okay, now, officially, Chura Noomi, born 1993. He's a little bit older. He's 30 years old from Okinawa. Now he is at a heya with Ura Hidanoumi, Kimbozan, and Shima Noumi. He debuted in Pro Sumo in 2016, and he is a little bit bigger. Well, no, I, he's heavier. He's 310 pounds, but he's shorter. He's five eight. He is a pusher and a thruster. He does have some moves on the belt, so he can he can use the belt to his advantage as well. His last six tournaments, he was at Jurio 6, Jurio 10, Jurio 7, stayed again at Jurio 7, then went to Jurio 5. So I, I think he's more of a, like a bobber. He floats, he floats up, and then he doesn't do so well, and he goes back down, and then he climbs back up, and then has you know, not a great tournament, and then goes back down. Let me give you a little bit of history about him. We know a little bit more about his backstory, mainly because he's one of five brothers. One of his other brothers is also, or was also in sumo, was well-liked in the sumo world. He was a real giggly, smiley, funny guy that everybody seemed to really absolutely love. So those were two of the five brothers that went into sumo. He had another brother who died at the age of six, but I imagine he probably grew up within the atmosphere of doing sumo as brothers as well, going to practice, 
And he's done sumo since his first year of elementary school, all the way through high school, all the way through college. He studied economics in college and did really well in sumo, but not quite good enough to start in pro sumo in Makushta. So he started at the very bottom and kind of worked his way up and is still working working his way up, probably because he's from Okinawa. Um, his hobbies include fishing. He also likes to watch the movies. He loves going on walks and he loves drinking liquor. So yeah, if you see somebody walking down the beach talking about movies, drinking something with a fishing pole in his hand, that's probably Chura Naomi. He looks like a bit of a bruiser and a brawler. He's sort of a bigger guy, holds himself like a bit of a brawler, but we'll see what his sumo is like. It's interesting to me, and maybe it's because he's a little bit older, he's 30, or maybe because of some of the experiences that he has gone through. There's been at least a few interviews where he has talked directly about the situation in Ukraine. He's talked about world peace. He's talked about how he's he's heard stories from an older generation about what it was like to live in Okinawa and how I guess there was there was a holiday or a celebration that it had been 50 years since Okinawa returned to Japanese rule from the U.S. rule. And he just talked in the press about how proud he was to represent Okinawa and how much he wanted to speak about world peace and that there was always an opportunity to talk about world peace. And we should all be concerned about what's what's happening in wars throughout the world. So I just thought that was interesting. We don't often hear sumo wrestlers just really stand up and represent a community and a family and an, an entire people in quite that same way. Anyway, so that's a little bit about these men, Chura no Umi and Tohakuryu, and I'm sure we're going to find out even more about them as we watch them wrestle. All, All right. right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so very much. That is it for Sumo Kaboom this week. Uh, the tournament starts this week. Reminder, get those bingo cards. And before you know it, we'll be watching Sumo. Follow us online and uh, hit us up with any Sumo questions or anything that you'd like to ask us. And we will get back to you as soon as we can. Until bye. then, bye. Bye.